Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 826. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyismach at take10fortorah.org. What I wanted to discuss today is how it is that we got ourselves into the parashiot, into the story that exists in these parashiot, Shemot, Ba'era, Bo, the story of the Jews being enslaved in Egypt. How did that happen? What did we do to deserve it? Is there an explanation given? So the truth is, if you go back to the story of the Brisbane Habasarim, where Avraham is told that this is going to to occur, the bunch of Mepharshim offer different suggestions of why it is that Avraham deserved this to have to his descendants. Some people think it's because he questions God, God's promise. Some people think it's because he doesn't send uh, the captives of Sodom. He doesn't keep them and uh, make sure that they grow under his wing. Some people think that he took scholars out of yeshiva in order to do battle against the four kings. Some people think that he went down to the uh, left, Eretz Canaan, the promised land, and he went down to Egypt without asking God first in the case of the famine. And in any event, whatever the reason that he committed this sin, it's not clear why his descendants should suffer for that as well. Of course, maybe it has something to do with selling the brothers, and maybe it's a generation later, where we're two generations later. It's not Avraham, it's but it's the brothers' actions, but not all the brothers were involved in selling uh, Yosef, so it's not clear exactly what would have caused it. So if you look in the Navi, the Navi talks about the story, in Navi Yechezkel, for example, it says, uh, the Navi quotes, I said to them, God says, I said to them, the people living in Egypt, get rid of your detestable things that you're drawn to, do not defile yourself with the fetishes of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. But, they defied me, they refused to listen to me, they did not cast away the detestable things, they didn't give up these fetishes, and that's why, it continues to say, they were punished in Egypt. So, it sounds like, from this Pasuk, and Yecheskel Chaf, it seems like the description is of the Jewish people's wrongdoing, that they themselves were in Egypt, perhaps for the reasons that we said before. Perhaps we ended up in Egypt for a period of time because of Abraham's actions, or because of Abraham's grandchildren's actions of the Shvatim. But the fact that we stayed and were enslaved, so that could be because of their own behavior. Here it seems to be described as Avodazara. There's another pasuk in Hosea, where it says, Bahashem v'gadu, kivanim zarim yaladu, because they have broken faith with Hashem, because they have begotten alien children, therefore the Chodesh, the new moon it seems, will eat, devour their portion. What does that mean, they begot alien children? So some understand that this has to do with a different sin that they were involved in, the sin of avoiding a mitzvah, which was the mitzvah of Mila. You know, we have the whole discussion about as Yosef. You know, how does this whole story occur in the first place? Yosef should be a national hero. How could it be that his people, his family, become the villains in the Egyptian story? So there's a very interesting Medrash and Shemos Rabbah. Why was he called a new king? So it tells a whole backstory for why there was a new king that was appointed. Uh, it was Paro, it was the same guy, how could it be? It's because the Mitzrayim wanted to do harm to him and to the Jewish people, and and he said, what are you, idiots? We eat their stuff, because Yosef was the one who arranged that we wouldn't die in famine. 
How can we go and attack them and attach ourselves to them to do bad to them? If without Yosef, you know, we never would have survived. So he wouldn't listen. So what they did was is they deposed him for a few months, the Medrash says, until finally he gets his job back. And now as Vayakam al he arises, he's not new, but he's, his policies are new because he realizes that if he wants to keep his job or maybe even his life, he has no choice but to uh, conform to their position in how to treat the Druze. Okay, so now the Medrash goes on to say that there was a mission to uh, make sure that the Jews did not, or maybe the Jews adopted this themselves, would not circumcise. And now that they wouldn't circumcise, they could be like the Egyptians, they could marry with, with the Egyptians, and then the goal was that, again, Kivanim Zaru Yoladu, they were strange children. They bore strange children because they intermarried with Egyptians, it seems, or because they, the children were not identifiably Jewish in that they were not circumcised, they did not have a bris milah. So that might also be part of the, the incriminating evidence uh, that we find against what it was that they did what they did wrong. Now, there's another idea, the Medrash says, that maybe they did nothing wrong, and we'll see more of this later. A person is not elevated to a position of leadership until they are tested. When the person stands up after their test, then they will be raised up. And it gives a few examples of Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Yosef. And he says, the, this is the Medrash Tanchuma, also, the Shevet of Levi. The Shevet of Levi, this whole Egyptian experience is suggested here, is all a mission that Shevet Levi is going to be the one who, they are not enslaved. Why are they not enslaved? Because they don't get involved in the different types of behaviors that the rest of the Jewish people did. And Levi are the heroes in Egypt. Uh, they become the heroes again later in the Egel Hazav. But what this was about is Shevet Levi was going to take this important position in spiritual leadership of the Jewish people. Why did they achieve that important position? Because they, or maybe all of Claudius were tested, but Levi was the one that passed, passed with flying colors. And so this attitude would mean it's not because of something they had done wrong, but it was the opportunity to do something right, the opportunity to brace themselves under challenge, to show themselves to be the leaders of their brethren. And that really, the goal was all towards Sheva Levi. There's a whole other perspective where it's not about idol worship or, or bris milah, which may be considered between man and God in that relationship. And it may not just be about this idea of showing off Shevet Levi, but it also uh, is tied, and Moshe discovers this, it's tied to the behavior of the Jewish people as well. We know that Moshe goes out and he saves uh, he saves a Jew from death from an Egyptian, he kills the Egyptian, and the next day he gets involved in a fight, and then he uh, he wants to comments Russia Lamasakariecha, and then the person who he criticizes, it seems, comes at him with the uh, with with an argument, he says, "Who are you that you are going to be the show fate on me? Who you know? Who are you to decide that what I'm doing is wrong? How dare you?" Okay, in the principled objection, and so the midrash and the midrash Tanchuma, for example, uh, discusses how that at, in that moment he realizes. Uh, this is the reason, because of this interpersonal flaw of these two people fighting, the fact that one person who was seen as a hero trying to come and save them is actually criticized for doing so, that's the fundamental flaw that the Jewish people are suffering. He says the phrase, uh, the Medrash, the full Medrash is, Amar Yehuda Halevi, Shalom Hayyamosha, Omer Lothanek Adash 
Why in the world is this nation enslaved? There are 70 nations. Only these people. Why? What, what do they do? What do they do so wrong? So, now he knew. He figured it out. And because he figured it out, he was, uh, he was done. He, he ran away. He ran away to save his life. But he also ran away because he realizes that now... It's revealed to him the fundamental flaws, the interpersonal flaws that he witnessed amongst his people, which had them deserve this level of exile, this level of difficulty. Rashi confirms this. Rashi quotes this measure. She says, Ochein nodaha davar, kimashmao, umidrasho, nodalo davar, shahayisi tamalav. I now understand this thing that I was so confused about. Machatu yisome kol shivam umos lionerdim beavodas parach. Why, of all the nations? Were we being punished in this way? Now I see and I understand why. We see later on as well when he refuses the job of saving the Jewish people. He tells God, how am I going to communicate to Paro? And also he says, how are the Jews going to get out? So he had two questions. Number one, how would he be an effective spokesperson? And number two, how could it be that they could deserve to leave? Finally, we have the idea in, um, in Devarim, in the Sifri. So the Sifri says... Really, the uh, the idea is as follows: It wasn't about any sins. It wasn't about something they had done wrong. It wasn't about testing them. It was about showing the prowess of God, God's ability. And he goes through uh, the different sukkim involved in the sifri. How do we know that the only reason is for Kiddush Hashem, so people could see the glory and the majesty of God? Because in the beginning it says, The question is asked, Who is God? And then at the end it says, Hashem HaTzadik Va'ani Va'ami Harishayim. Paro goes through this educational uh, curriculum, where in the beginning he thinks that who is God, and by the end he's clearly and plainly obvious uh, to Paro and what everything that he has done to Paro, and really all of this was not about us, but it was about Paro and the world, learning the lesson of God's involvement in the world and everything that that means for our history and our destiny. Have a great day.